With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi guys, welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and we got a really special podcast set up for you today. Take two, take two on this special podcast. One of my, uh, one of the podcasts I'm really excited to do in the last couple of years because everything that's going on right now is so serious. But we haven't really had the chance to talk to somebody that's gone through it. Not only uh, just anybody, not just a cousin or uncle or a friend, but somebody in the fight scene. And I think that's really important to discuss because of what we do, how we're connected. So I'm gonna hand the microphone over to Slap for Cash to introduce the heavyweight champ. Yo, what's going on? How you doing, Eddie? I'm doing good. So I'm a part of all these different uh, groups. Um, not only do, I mean, obviously I'm known for the big viral Slap for Cash videos and slapping people, but I'm also a part of a lot of different boxing groups. Um, I'm a part of, um, um, just funny, like funny content creating, uh, comedy con- content creating, um, doing multiple different things with different people, different groups. I'm always staying active, um, just just networking. And I was on uh, Facebook one day, and I've been friends with Hazel Roche for about a year, and I noticed he was saying something about COVID nineteen, and I'm like, I wonder what he's talking about. So. I didn't know anybody who had it at the time. I, and he's still the only person I know that actually got the COVID-19. Same here, uh, other than my grandmother. But yeah, same here. Yeah, so, you know, it, it made, I was interested. I was like, damn, dude, how did he get it? Because, you know, I know Hazel from Celebrity Boxing. He's the heavyweight champion. Like, he's a Latin heavyweight champion over there. He's 7-0, undefeated. He's healthy. You know, he's in the gym. And so I reached out to him like, hey, man, are you all right? He's like, I'm in the hospital, man, and my mom's here too, and my my um my daughter, and I'm like, well, fuck, what happened? And he's like, you know, I went to do a photo shoot, and um, I don't know, just one of the girls was just sick, and a few days later, I just started, I didn't, wasn't feeling well, and I'm like, damn, dude. He's like, yeah, I got like a twenty percent chance of living. And I'm like, well, we got a boxing match coming up, and I'm about to beat your ass, and you need to heal up. <laughs> so I told like, that's a good thing for me. I'll get the uh, extra 50% of the purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's like, you know what? All right. So, no, no, all jokes aside, you know, I was worried about him, man. Yeah, and of course. he started to heal up, and as, he, as he's healing, you know, like, he's feeling better and stuff. So I started talking to him back and forth. And then... um. I say, 
listen to this shit. I say about and, and Hazel lives out in um Philadelphia. He lives in North Philadelphia. So I hit him up and I'm like, bro, what's going on? You know, like I'm watching the news and obviously obviously in Las Vegas it's not that bad, but in Philly you just see all this crazy shit going on. So I'm like, bro, I gotta ask you, is it really like that out there? This this dude just like healed up from COVID nineteen. And he's like, not really, man. Like, I'm fucking hearing, I'm like, dynamite's going down my street. The fucking walls of my house are are shaking. I'm like, man, this guy just had COVID-19. He recovers. <laughs> His family just recovered. He's sitting in the house watching fucking dynamite. Still roll down ready the to kick street. your ass, too, Slap. Still ready to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like. I'm talking to him on the phone and I'm like, COVID-19, I'm talking to him about that. I'm talking about the riot. And I'm like, I just had this, I'm like, 50 minutes go by me and him talking. I'm like, yo, man, we got to I was like, dude, don't say another word. I got to call my boy, Eddie. We got to get this. We got to, inter- we got to do an interview because this is just too good of a story. Like to it really is to pass up, but we should really share this with other people because it's really, it's really a good story because, you know, just contracting COVID obviously like, People would be so worried about oh what that they're gonna die and all this other shit. And this dude over here just beat it. And not only did he beat it, his mother beat it, and his daughter also beat it. And now you're and scared. Like, and now you're scared. He's like he beat COVID nineteen. <laughs> now he's gonna. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's my homie right here. We're bringing him up. Uh, Hazel Roche, heavyweight, Latin heavyweight champ from Celebrity Boxing, undefeated. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's going on? Thank you so much, Eddie, and thank you so much, um, Rick. It's a pleasure being here with you tonight. So listen, I really want to start this as the timeline goes without confusing anybody. I think Slap did a beautiful job with that introduction to kind of get everybody comfortable, and I'm sure everyone that's in their car, hopefully on their way to work, hopefully, you know, there's a lot of people that are still home, but there are people going back to work, the nurses and stuff, that are listening to the show right now, and they want to hear your story. So let's start from the beginning, because I think this is... This is like a book, man. Like, I'm sure yeah. when you have great-grandchildren, they're going to be doing book reports in first grade asking you about your experience. You'll be brought in as, you know, show and tell. And right now we're going through it. So let's do show and tell right now during uh, this all because this is just nuts. So where do, where do we start with this? Where were you when you found out you had COVID? First of all, let's go back a little to where what Rick was saying. Um I'm glad that everybody was comfortable that I can be Rick. You say, you be, if you be Kobe, you can be Rick. I say, do you see the size of this guy? <laughs> Are you serious? Everybody was confident about me. This guy's 100 pounds. <laughs> Double my weight. Are you serious? I'm hoping this guy turns to be my friend because I really don't want to see him as Rick. <laughs> so, so, everybody was like, okay, you guys say, listen, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to get this guy as my friend. Because you're not the one who would have guessed this, this guy slapping people and knocking them out. You're not the punk. No, I want to thank Rick, man. This guy, Rick is a great guy, great human being. Like, uh, I mean, he didn't have to reach to me. He did it from the heart. He's been blessed, so he knows how to bless yeah. other people. And um, uh, for a lot of people that know him out here, they will know because he's a great guy. He don't have to do stuff that he do, and he do it from the heart. So it's a blessing. Thanks, man. And, I appreciate that. And nice I want to thank you, Eddie, for accepting in a short notice. The Latin lover always, you know, I'm always like that on the spectrum. Oh, my girlfriend, you don't make my girlfriend jealous over here. I, I want to be the Italian lover. Hey, right? I wanted to ask you, my too, girl. bro. I was like, Mr. Still like, Your yeah. Girl over here. 
Hey, I was like. I was going to tell you, don't bring no girls to this interview. <laughs> yeah, you see that? I told her wait upstairs. I got a good friend of mine that say, that, that say, the Latin lover, the men envy him, the ladies want him. I didn't know, you know. I still I still stuck on the three same ladies that you see back here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, no, all joking aside, what I, I really appreciated the, the opportunity, and especially to uh, for me to tell everybody about the COVID, because a lot of people think it's a joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, and um, as you told me, we're going to start from the start. I don't know how I got it. I can blame nobody. You will never know how you get the COVID. I know I gave it to my family because my mom don't come out of my house. My daughter don't come out of my house. So I bring it to the house. I know that for a fact, but I don't know how I got it. I'm just thanks, thankful that God saved me from this disease. I mean, thousands, like, uh, like I don't know, millions of people maybe have died in all in, around the world, not in the United States. Italy, a lot of people died. China, that it was supposed to be where it was created. So people is dying. So for me to be one of the survivors, I'm, I believe I'm a winner. 20% chance, hero. they told you, correct? They told you 20%. Yeah. What was going through your mind when they told you that? <laughs> okay, that you know, it's a funny thing because, well, I got to the hospital. Once I got my stomach, um, I, I had a pain. Once I got to take out, I was okay. I was fine. Man, I feel ready. I was 252 pounds when I went to the hospital. So this is a big fast. So... I was feeling good. They say, no, we got to keep you around. Uh, like the fourth day, I started losing breath, um, air. You know, so when I went to stand up from the bed, I fell. Like, what the heck? They say, hold on. All, all the nurses came in and they put me the thing and I could stand up. So I'm like, oh, so this is serious. This is not what people are talking about that is uh, like, uh, like getting a flu or something. So after the second day, they switched me to Temple Hospital. That is uh, one of the biggest hospitals all around the world, not just in Philadelphia. And the doctors say, we're going to have to keep you. And on the fourth day, we're going to put you in intensive care. Ooh, I see so, you. Uh, wow. I see you. I see you. I see you. Uh, and I got pictures over there. I didn't even have a toilet over there, so it was bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Especially with stomach pains, you know? No, no, the, the, the stomach pain was gone already. You just oh. didn't have no air. Damn. I couldn't eat. For 10 days, I couldn't eat. For 10 days, I couldn't eat. I lost 30 pounds, so like the fifth day, the doctor going, yeah, not, you know, tapped me, and mm -hmm. I told him, listen, I'm celebrity boxing heavyweight champ. I really want to get back to the ring and keep bringing the excitement and the happiness and the show that I bring to people. It's all about bringing joy to people. So anyway, listen, we're going to do our best, but your chances of surviving is 20%. Oh my now, God, I want my listeners to understand... I want my listeners that are in their car or sitting at the beach, luckily, uh, to close their eyes and think about sitting there like you were and hearing that. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of us wouldn't know what what was going through your mind that second. Tears. Tears. Not because, you know, as a father, I got um, three little girls, three girls, mm -hmm. um, and two of them are five years old. Wow. So, uh, um. So, yeah, different mom. It's just a Latin lover king. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so uh, you know, it, 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 it went to my mind, you know, like, come on, I can't leave my daughter now. You know what I mean? I don't, I, you know, my daughters are just growing up. Yeah, I just started this celebrity boxing. I started being, like, a big name for celebrity boxing. People love me because I'm one of the good guys in celebrity boxing. And... You know, God, I'm not. I'm not ready to die. Twenty percent chance of surviving. 
I mean, like, no. I, all I could do was cry. I, I wasn't eating. So all, all my appetite, uh, it was bad. The doctors came and say, um, Lewis, because my real number is Lewis. Lewis, um, we have some tests and study that we can try to you. Guinea pig. So I was like, um, hey, you do what you have to do. Just get me out of here. And when I was talking, I did that. The video was like, all I can do was this to the people calling me. I'm okay. But inside, I was dying. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know. What were, what were your I, symptoms? I, I, like, what, what, what did it feel like in that moment? Especially as a fighter, you've gone through so much. You know, in the, in the ring, you're going, you get punched. And sometimes, you, you know, you might want to quit, but you overcome. So what are the similarities there? You know what? The only thing I, uh, I want to thank most of my friends and family and fans that never gave up on me. That's yes. what saved me, too. They never gave up on me. My people was like, hey, so you are a celebrity boxing champ. You won your belt in the second fight. So you mean to tell me that you're going to let this disease kill you? No one threw no, in the white towel. No one threw in the white towel. Him, I was telling him to start a GoFundMe. I'm like, bro, get a GoFundMe going. He's like, he goes, man, I just, because I don't, I don't, he didn't even want to start it. You know, he could have probably got whatever, 10,000, 15, I don't know. It's expensive being in the hospital. Just a ride to the hospitals, uh, you know, yeah. 1,500. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, keep in I mind, like I'm talking to him the whole time, you know, checking in because, bro, this is the first person, and I was like skeptical. I'm like, the fucking government scamming us. They're making shit up. Like I didn't believe it until I seen he had it, and when I knew, when I found out that Hazel had uh, COVID nineteen, I was <laughs> like, fuck. And then then I started wearing masks and gloves because I knew when if he could get it. So could any of us, because this dude's, you know, like he's in shape. He's working out. Like he said, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a champ of uh, celebrity boxing, heavyweight, and bro, the, the guy's in shape. Like he works yeah. out, and he, he, it's not like he's a sick old man. You know, he, that's he's a guy thing. that's in shape. He works out. He's a boxer. So when I found out he had it, bro, I was like, whoa! I chilled out for a minute. I stopped being reckless. You know. Now, so. champ, let me rewind a little bit. Before you got this, what were you thinking about COVID? <clears throat> I mean, we'll, we'll, let's put a time on this. How long ago did you find out? Like, uh, do you know the date? Okay. Um, before this, I'm part of a uh, of, uh, uh, of, uh, group. For, they're from New Jersey, New York, called MBK Vision. So um, they, um, I, I do modeling for them. Um, movies, I work in movies. They got podcasts. Wow. So one, one thing we was doing, it was make, we was doing videos saying, listen, be aware, keep the distance. So I was getting people aware. So, so I was, you know, I was telling people, please just stay home. You don't need to be out. So all these videos, when it came to me having the disease, I'm like, I was one of the ones saying, stay in distance and everything. And I got it. How? I mean, the people who I was, it was people who I always frequent you know it's the same people it's not like i was meeting new people i don't drink i don't smoke i never have tried drugs so i was a real healthy guy you understand so so um from the time i i don't i don't even know how i got it to be honest but you know i'm not a person to be outside yes i ride motorcycle uh that's my hobby you i bet know, you do I was you look like a guy that would be on the motorcycle yeah <laughs> <laughs> with the heavyweight belt uh, too. Know. Oh, riding down the freeway with the heavyweight belt and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know you know what's funny? I never, even when I go to my event, um, I don't know how to say it, but I'm a real humble guy. I don't like yeah. to carry this. 
because people call, call it to call attention. You understand? A lot of people, you know, so I usually got one of my bodyguards. I got bodyguards, um, security, to carry or one of the girls. Um, mm -hmm. When they ask me, oh, yo, that guy with a big nose right there, that's the Latin lover. That's the champ. So, <laughs> <laughs> even when we go to Florida, people love me. So, so um, hey, Hazel, there, this, like, this went on the news, too, didn't it, in your area? Yeah. No, it was actually around the world, CBS. He wow. went to a channel in Puerto Rico. People started coming me for everywhere from Florida. I was in a in a channel news in Florida, so it was all around the world. CBS, wow. CW seventeen. So, so it was everywhere. My video, I never have more than because I'm not big in 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 in, in this. I'm starting now. Uh, it has thirteen thousand viewers. So wow. uh, from from being a, a hundred viewers, two hundred thirteen thousand. Now I'm getting a lot of people who get to know me. Just because of COVID, which is not something fun to say, but I'm glad that people saw what I was going through. So here's the other thing. When you say that you were in the hospital, they told you you had a 20% chance of living. How Was that the time when your mother and your daughter were in the hospital? Or how did that come about? And how did that make you feel? Because <clears throat> now it must you know, have felt like this was attacking you. Let me tell you what was the worst. It wasn't... Ooh, slap. I don't know what happened, bro. Oh, call, call, call him, call him back. Shit. God shit. damn it, Adam, Adam in here. Fuck. I don't know what happened, dude. It was so weird. Shit, shit, shit. Call me back with him. Call me back with him. All right, hold on. join call. Fuck. Join. It was hard, but I I got to see them. Um. Uh, I got to see them. Uh, I got to see my mom. I got a picture with her before they transferred us. And I was worried about her. She's 68. She have diabetes. She got everything. She's at. And this is the people that die for real. The people that is really sick. So, but I got the worst COVID of all. It's not only one COVID. He attacked me. Like, I got pneumonia with the COVID. And that's why I almost killed me. Oh, wow. So, hold, hold on, champ. One second. Slap dropped out the call. So, he's going to call you right now and jump back in. Okay, I'm waiting on. Let's see. Uh, Bada bing. Let's add. All right, Slap's going to call you right now. He's going to call you right now. We'll okay. jump back in. All right, so give him a second. I don't know, Slap jumped out. I called him. You guys you guys heard that. And then, obviously, the champ was finishing the story, but I want to hear that story. I think this is, you know, I got this phone call 90 minutes ago. Uh, my, me and my girl, you know, like any relationship, we were fighting. And I was like, you know what, babe, listen, we'll pick this back up after this. Because this is such a big story. Not only is it a boxer, a fighter, but somebody that overcome COVID and is living in Philadelphia. So wait till you guys hear about people throwing dynamite outside of his window. We are getting to that in just a second. And this is just the craziest thing that's going on. My mom works at Yale New Haven Hospital. And right here in Danbury, while my girl's on her way here, said that they're ripping nurses out the car. Uh, making them, you know, do the Pledge of Allegiance. Things are crazy right now. This, I, I've said this on other podcasts. This is what I thought 2019 would be. This is the purge. That's basically how I feel what's going on. And could you imagine having young children explaining this to them? The things that they're seeing, that's got to be very overwhelming, especially since they haven't seen their friends in a while. Like, you're... You're hanging out with your children all day, and then they're seeing this. Like, this has got to be so confusing. And 
I thought this was the perfect interview. Let's get uh, both these guys back in here. Let me call Slap and add both these guys. Hold on, stay on the phone. Okay. Let's Why see. isn't it letting me? Here, let me, uh... So go up to oh, the top, hey, press plus. Hold on, I got it. All right. That was that was weird, bro. I think it lost connection or something. Yeah, it just showed that, like, you just dropped out real quick. All right, here we go. You guys should have just kept going. We were, we were, but then I got worried about you. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry about that. Which one are we on? Hold on. I think this is like... Uh... So I lost connection. If that happens again, just go without me. Where are you guys? Oh, there you are. Okay. Hold did, on. You, did you hear me, Hazel? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. If, if that happens again because I had poor connection, guys, just, just roll it without me. Cricket. Just put me in the beginning. All right, Hazel, you got to just click on the video thing again. Oh, the camera. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are we still on that same link? Yeah, we're all good. We're all good right now. So, okay, Hazel, so I was asking you, you know, once you were in there, you found out you had 20% chance of living. You know, when did the whole thing come up with your family? Because I'm sure that was like everyone's attacking you. You know, like they, what's going on? How did that come about? So, so um, uh, my mom found out the next day, the next day after I was over there. Then my daughter, um, she she knew that she had it, but because she was young, they 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 have it in the hospital for two days, send it back home with medication. Okay. Me and my mom stood in the hospital. Okay, so once that happened, they said you had a twenty percent chance. How were you feeling? Did you feel like like what was going on? Because people can't visit you, right? Like, what is it like no, being no in the visit. hospital? No, you can get no visit. Um, I feel I feel guilty in a way because my mom got it because of me. So um, you know how you're gonna feel. Imagine if it would have happened something to her. How would you feel saying because of you, your mother? Hopefully, you know God was willing to pass away or something. How would you feel? So that's why how I was feeling. I didn't care if if it was me, but you know not her. You know I bring her home. I bring that disease home, which I, it wasn't my fault. But I, I mean, if I would have still home, that would have never happened. So, so listen, what's going on in my mind. I got to ask you both, you know, listen, you get out the hospital and then now all this is going on. This is a big deal. Like you just got over this and now there's rioting going on. So Slap, you're in LA. Uh, yeah. Champ, you're in Philly. Can you guys well, no, give our listeners? No, I, I or was, you're, in, I was in, you're in Cali. Well, no, I was in uh, LA and then I went to Vegas once I seen all the chaos. Okay. So Slap, let, let me ask you. Uh, and then we'll go back to the champ. What is it like out there right now? Because there's a lot of looting going on. We've seen uh, low, uh, Jake Paul uh, get six months, or he has to go to jail face for looting. It's got to be crazy in California right now. Did anyone offer you to go looting with them? Because I'm sure that, uh, that I'm sure that came up at some point, right? Well, yeah, I got you know a lot of uh, a lot of friends on both sides, so I knew that. Okay. And that's how it's wet. So I knew that. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
So yeah. Still said sorry and shit. I love that. Let me, let me step <laughs> into my office. So anyways, uh, <laughs> it's the vending machines. Oh, he went back. He went back. <laughs> Yo, okay, so one thing you guys don't know that you haven't seen before who went live, Slap was already at the vending machine. Had to be about $3 for a Coke. <laughs> yeah, so, so guys, I had $2, and, and the Cokes are $2.25. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, Hazel bought his fucking bad luck in this jack. Hey, hey, Slap, you in the, what, in the white rich people spot. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll see the neighborhood. I'll see the ghetto. It's 125. You know, no taxes. Hey, right here in the city. Yeah, it's a dollar. It's a dollar here in the city. It's a dollar. You ain't got no taxes. Get the fuck out of here. Dollar puzzle. Come on. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you're right, too, bro. You're right about that shit. Vegas is trying to drain everyone's wallets so, out there. So, Eddie, you know, I got offered, I got offered, obviously, I got friends that were down there and They wanted me to be a part of what they were doing. And honestly, bro, like when it comes to the protesting, I'm not against it. You know, what happened was messed up. And somebody, you know, those guys, those officers have to be accountable. And I'm not against protesting peacefully. You know, or if you want to mess up a couple things, maybe, you know, tip some cars over. Okay. But when you start looting, breaking into stores... And um, just doing foul shit, man. I'm not with that, bro. Here's the you thing know, I don't understand. Like, now, if you want to protest because something's going wrong in your country, I stand behind you 1,000%. But once once this the stealing and the um, burning down businesses, once that started, man, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want I, – I stood back, and, you know, and now I'm just a spectator, so – And I actually, I actually got disgusted and went to Vegas because in Vegas they don't play that shit, bro. They don't. There was one store that I got broke into in Vegas, and that was it that I heard of. Yeah, you know, L.A. You know, the L.A. riots, uh, 1992, I believe, April 20. I remember the Sublime song, April 26, 1992. The riots in the streets. Tell me, where were you? I'm. So, what's the difference between L.A. and Vegas? Between you know the energies. Big difference. L.A. Uh, Vegas. If they catch you looting, they will shoot you. Now, let me bring this up. Uh, you know, Jake Paul, he was blaming on looting. If they saw you in the streets, they'd catch you. You know, they're slapped for cash running down the street with a new pair of Nikes. Oh, that was another reason. Like, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind some free Apple shit, too. <laughs> some Jordans. And, and a, a, a pack of Coca-Cola, apparently. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a case of Coca-Cola, so I don't have to pay $2 a damn. They're robbing you right now, you see? You know, and there was a video I seen of uh, of this kid. He had a computer, and he's walking down the road, and I'm like, I kind of got jealous. And I was like, <laughs> then I seen little Tekka, he's on there, and I seen Jake Paul's on there, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm an influencer. These guys are stupid. There, right? There's no... there's. If they can recognize those dudes, there's no mass that's going to be able to hide me, bro. A big I'm ass dude, foot, yeah. I'm six foot two, 430 pounds, bro. They're going to be like, that's for cash right there. He's looting, running down the street with Jordans and Apple computers. MacBook Pros, <laughs> MacBook Pros and Jordans. And Air Force Ones. They'd be like, that's sock for cash. And I'd be all over the fucking TMZ and all that. 
Running Sounds down the street screaming, this is for pure evil MMA. I got him a MacBook finally. <laughs> Drop my sponsor in there. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. bad. But so, yeah, I was glad, you know, but big difference between those two cities. Now let's, you talk, think. let's talk about Philadelphia. What's going on in your neighborhood? You're, 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 you're trying to leave the hospital. You're trying to come home, take care of the family champ, and you can't even relax right now. What, what, what is going on? And actually, um, uh, Rick didn't know that I had another event happening to me. I'm going to tell you after the riot, something happened to me that, you know, it was another bus. Again, when, when the riot start, you know what I mean? Um, first of all, I love everybody. doesn't matter color skin, race. Because uh, uh, you're a fighter. Conference. You're a fighter. Yeah. You know everybody. We're all the same. We can all take a punch exactly. just like the last guy. Exactly. I have... I have Many, many of black friends support me 100% just like white friends. Actually, I got more black friends and white friends that I have for the weekends following me and supporting me. Which, you know, uh, it comes to when they kill George. I mean, that was bad. I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. Can we stop there, champ? Can we stop there? Yeah. When you watch the video, I'm going to ask both you and Slap the same question. I think this is very important. What was going through your head? How did you feel, champ? And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Slap. Okay. When I saw the video, I just saw... Um, uh, I just saw an evil man. An evil man. And what destroyed me inside, destroyed yeah. me, it was... That the man that is on the floor, it doesn't matter color or anything. I know this this might have to be a lot. He was calling his mama. Yeah, yeah. You know what is that? I mean, put yourself in his shoe. Yeah. This man is dying. When you're a little kid, what's the first thing you do when somebody does something? Call mama. Your mom. Yeah. He destroyed me as a human being. He destroyed me as a person. He destroyed me as how they can hear that? Because I can say, Mama, his mom died two years ago. Oh. I mean, it's hard for you to be a human being and don't yeah. get tears in your eyes. And seeing the officer with his neck in the floor, he said, I can't breathe. As the fighters, as, as fighters, you, would, you, you know. You know what I mean? Like, that's a dangerous spot. Yeah, yeah. that's the carotid yeah. artery. When they talking about I can breathe, oh. I can relate because I couldn't breathe when I was with COVID nineteen. So I know what it feels. You know what I mean? Recently, so by the man say I can breathe, seeing that officer, you know, not letting him, not giving him a chance to leave, get him up, beat him up. The man can't breathe. I don't know people now saying he was on drugs. This and that. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it don't matter. You, you understand? This man is telling you I can't breathe, Mama. Once he say Mama. You know, you know these guys delinquents already. While he in doesn't. custody, well, while in custody, he can't do anything. Imagine fighting with your hands behind your back, and then somebody choking you for eight minutes. You can barely hold on for thirty eight. seconds. Ten minutes. Eight he minutes. had ten minutes. That guy was on his back. Two hundred pound, a hundred, two hundred pound guy. I'm on sorry, your, but I got on your neck. That officer looked evil. Even when he was choking him, if you look at the face, mm -hmm. he's looking evil, like he meant to do it. And I don't know if you know. But they both used to work in a re in a Puerto Rican restaurant in Minneapolis. So they are the, the police. Puerto Rican the police? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They do security. Okay. They they used to work together, so they know together. Maybe it was something. But again, um, 
and this is my intake on the on the learning and the riot. Um, you cannot blame every white person in the country because what the Nazi did or or that evil. I don't. I don't even. I can't even call it a name because after yeah. seeing that all the men suffering, calling his mom, he don't got a name. So um, but you cannot blame everybody. You cannot go and broke uh, pops a mom's store because. Yeah. You know, you was mad because they, you, you know, right now they broke a lot of stores that people don't have nothing to do. They're struggling. They, you know, they don't have insurance. You understand? So this is why I don't agree with them. And I'm not pointing at black or white because it was everybody. Everybody. Is, we're all individuals. Is, we're all. And listen, when you say Jack Paul did it, I mean, what needs he got? This guy's a millionaire. By the way, um. I'm a 4XL in Versace robe, and I wear a size 14 in shoe. I'm not saying anything for anybody who took any stuff. And I need a new MacBook Pro, but I'm just saying that's on my Christmas list. Listen, listen, oh, I'm sorry, Eddie. But, but so, champ, you, you know what I mean? Like what Slap was saying before, you know, going out flipping cars, uh, lighting business on fire, all, all people that are probably supporting – the protests that are getting attacked as well. This got to be crazy. You know, uh, I was telling you guys before this podcast started, my mom's a nurse uh, in Danbury, about 10, 15, 20 minutes away from here. They're pulling nurses out of cars. My mom's a nurse. I always have to check in with her. And these are all in the front line. It's like, it's, this is nuts. Could you imagine growing a little, little kid right now? Imagine having a four or you guys know, you guys know more than I know. Uh, how do you yeah. how do you explain this? How are you guys explaining this to your children to not make them scared of not just a scary movie, but what's going on outside the window of your secure home? Well, um, like I said, when the stuff was going on, I seen L.A. was getting really bad. And, you know, like I have good friends and I have bad friends. I got people doing the right thing and I got people doing messed up stuff. And I don't judge, but I just don't want to be a part of it because... You know, when I had my son, a lot a lot of stuff changed in my life. Um, one of the things is, without my son, I might have been out there rioting and looting. I don't know. But I don't. we don't know anybody's situation. We don't know anybody's, um, if some people are hurting or broke or going through it's a rough time financially uh, in the country. And I feel like, you know, with, every, with a good percentage of the Americans losing their jobs, hey, why not loot? We need money. We can't, ju- we can't get mad at nobody. Because there is a lot of pissed off people, but I think there's a lot of people that took advantage. <clears throat> and with so many people being out of work, I think that there was opportunities to steal and to make money. And a lot of peer pressure. Like, yeah, a lot of pressure on people and a lot of frustrations and a lot of not only this, you gotta think people were stuck in their homes for a whole month, told they can't go outside without masks. There's a curfew and you know, when you push somebody so far, you can only push somebody so far, man, before they just they fight back. And it, it kind of it kind of feels like they just pushed us to see how far they could push us. You know, because all of a sudden the COVID thing, that's a pandemic. The whole world was hurting and everybody was losing their jobs, but they still want rent money. You know, they still want you to pay rent. Everybody's course. Everybody still has to pay rent, but you, you don't have a job. And then, and then they, they, they give you a check, you know, okay, 1200 bucks. I don't, $1,200, you know, they came up with that number, $7 times 40 hours, 280 times four. 
and they rounded that shit up. Twelve hundred. So now you got little kids afraid they're going to be homeless too. On top of catching yeah. the virus, they're going to so, be homeless. So you know what? There's some people. If you really needed it and you had to go loot, whatever, man. I'm not saying wrong or right on there, but it, 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 it's it's. I didn't want to be a part of it, so I I went to you know in Vegas. If you loot, if you loot, you they will shoot. So really, uh, yeah, they'll shoot you in Vegas. They they will shoot you. And Vegas is like a melting pot. I really like it because. A lot of there's a lot of people who um, just there's so many different kinds of people. Man, I got I got all different kinds of friends, dude. I got black friends, I got white friends, Mexican friends, and they've Asian all put friends. up with a bunch of shit from all the visitors over the years that are just there to party and fuck with all the uh, locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got friends of all races. But to answer your question, man, when I seen the video, I was purely disgusted, and I looked at it like this: I could have known that. Because I know a lot of people, dude, thousands of people, and I could have known that guy, you know, and it doesn't matter if he was on drugs. It doesn't matter what his condition was. You have a duty as an officer. You swore in. um, You work for the public, man. And no matter, the officer seemed evil. He seemed frustrated. And what he did was wrong. It don't matter if he had his knee on a white man's neck a black man's i've any, never seen uh, that Mexican, before though i've never seen any that. man's neck you know and and they other videos have been appearing where they another i uh, seen a kid got killed the officer was on like laid his whole body on this kid's back and that kid died too and nothing happened to those officers and you know wow really <clears throat> you know why it's scary i'm gonna tell you why it's scary it's not scary because because of you know uh the race thing because that it's scary because it could happen to any of us, and it could happen to any of our brothers. It could happen to any of our sisters, our mothers. If a cop's having a bad day, and he wants to have his way with you because he doesn't like you because of the way you look. He can kill you and get away with it. That's fucking scary, bro. Really quick, before Champ talks, I just, I just want to say something. Just like, every, just like I was saying to both of you guys, we're all individuals. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just... You know, not all cops are evil. Not all nurses or people. No. You know, it's, it's person person. We all have friends that are evil. We still talk Ooh. to them. But it comes to the right. point where people need to be held accountable. And I love, I love that there's social media out there. I love that there's people uniting of all. I, I, our generation is so much different than our grandparents' generation. It yeah. really is. We're understanding shit now that's really important that's going to move us forward. And I think, you know, as, as shitty as this is, I agree with most of it. But of course, like anything else, there's a lot of stuff that we won't agree with as well. But the most important thing out of all of it is that there's a voice. And if that voice can reach people to change their mind, I'm having a bad day. Maybe I shouldn't do this because there's repercussions. You're not invincible. Just because you have a, a badge on, just because uh, you're, it doesn't matter. Like Know the repercussions. And I think it's really important to have that right now with social media and what we're doing as uh, not just America, but as a world right now. We're all one right now. We're all going through some shit. And uh, I've never seen anything like this. It feels like if the Beatles were to come out, right now would be the time for them to really come out and like blast. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So, Champ, uh, what's, what's going on in your area? Because I think that's really interesting in Philadelphia. No, I got, I got a question. If I'm not mistaken, one of the cops was black, right? I haven't uh, seen all the videos. There was four cops on scene, and there's been new footage brought up. Slap, what do you know? Was, I think one of them was black. I mean, he one of them had a bald fade, right? 
with uh, yeah, he looked like he was black or mixed. I mean, or yeah. Latino, but he got a, a last name, American last name. So, uh, well, so this is even if he was Latino, I know he wasn't pure white. I even see, if he was when, Latino. I, when I watched the video, you know, uh, obviously George was a big guy, and and I've I've been arrested a few times well, before. Well, think about this slap. If if you're, you're the only shot, colored slap. guy in an in a department. <laughs> You're probably not going to feel like you you have a voice, right? If it's all white guys or all black guys and a white guy or all Spanish guys and a black guy, yeah. you're not going to feel like you have a voice. You're going to feel overpowered, which is very unfortunate. So, yeah, I mean, but, those cars, the, the the size of the guy, uh, George was a he was a big guy, you know. And I know because I know how hard it is to get in those cars, man. Because I've been putting cop cars before, and. and there's been two times where I couldn't get in the car. They had to call in a van, and I think that's what they were doing. I think that's why they were waiting, because they had to call in another vehicle or something. I don't know. But I know they tried to put him in the car, and he just couldn't I, get in there. But if you see the news, I'm sorry to interrupt you. They say that Chabon, the cop that killed him, opened so he can come out the other side. Wow. They opened. That's why, because he couldn't open the door from the inside. Mm -hmm. So this was all master plan. They put him through one side. If you if you've been in a cop car, you know you can open, especially you handcuff. Yeah. You handcuff. Yeah, I mean you can't open the other door. They, the the other cop, the the one that killed him, uh, Shabazz, Shabazz or whatever, he opened the door. That's how he fell to the other side. You know I'm not gonna lie to you. When I seen that photo that everybody's pretty much seen with his with the uh, the officer's uh, knee on. George's neck and he looks up at for a moment and they got a picture of that. He just looks so fucking evil, dude. Like, yeah, this is the cop. <laughs> if 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 I seen evil in a dictionary and I looked it up and seen a picture, that would be the picture. We've bro. seen it before. But We've seen it before. Just like 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 he got took over by a devil, you know? He just he was looking evil. at it. he was enjoying it. He was enjoying yeah. it when he was doing it. And this is it's sad to say it, but it's the truth. He was enjoying it. He was looking like Mm -hmm. Like people said, please let him go, let him go. This man, yeah. everybody, he was like, like enjoying it when he was on top of his. But here, here's so, the thing. Okay, if if me and you are out, and you know, I would never be a police officer, but let's say we are. Let's say, let's say, let's say we're bodyguards, right? And we're protecting somebody, and we're working with these other two guys, and we see one of the guys uh, having to tackle another guy because he did something, and he just puts his neck. And this guy, he's already got him handcuffed. He puts him on the ground, and he, uh, and somebody we work with puts a knee in, in another guy's neck. The guy's not moving. He's he's cooperating. He's just laying on the ground. And then for two, three minutes, bro. After a while, that's just fucking common sense. You say, dude, get off him, bro. He's not even moving. Just let him sit there. Just yeah. Move. At least sit him up. At least just sit him there and say, don't move, bro. If you move, oh, yeah. we're gonna have to, you know, go back to this. But they got tasted. don't. don't don't just fucking, bro, 10 minutes? That's a long time. I don't even know if I could sit on the ground for 10 minutes. So Honestly, both of you as, as fighters, don't you think cops should go through martial arts jujitsu classes? You know, once a month, do an update class of, you know. I think, I think, I think it's too easy to, I think it's too easy to be a police officer. They don't go to, they, to be a doctor, you got to go to school for how long? To be a lawyer, you have to go to school for how long? To go to be to be a nurse, you have to go to school for how long? Four years. To be a police to be a police officer, you don't have to go to six school months. For that long. Six to nine months. <laughs> That's the problem. There's and you know you know that they're not being 
where's where's their mental at? And this is the problem. We're just they're just hiring so many people they don't even know. Some of them have a military background. Giving they them authority. War, they go from they go from war where they're messed up. They come home and then they become a police officer. Is that mentally stable? I don't know, man. See, I, when I, I, they, I get worried because I'm a big guy, and if if I tell you what, if I if I was cooperating and I got put on the ground and somebody put their fucking knee on me, it'd be another TikTok flip. video you do. What? Bro, I would flip <laughs> Listen, out. I, I would I flip say the this, fuck right? out. All right, I want to say this. I want to say this. Um, as you see in my in my in my shirt, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm proud to be Puerto Rican. Uh, for people listening to the podcast, it says Puerto Rican boxing or Puerto Rican celebrity boxing. Celebrity, celebrity boxing, boxing okay. champ. So uh, I'm proud to be Puerto Rican, but I'm more proud to be an American, right? Because this is where I was raised and I was born. I've been through school here since middle school to graduate. I went to college. I have backgrounds. I did the bad things, but when I see the police, and, and this comes to what Wig was saying, when I see a cop, um. Acting like that, I can't imagine what our troops do to them people over there that they don't have no no military? way to report it. Yeah, military. They don't got no way to report it. You understand? As an American, we're gonna back our troops up back out. But can you imagine what can happen if they do it to our people over here? What can they do to them people over there? You understand what I'm saying? And I listen, I love America. I'm American. Uh, I'm a hundred percent. I'm proud Puerto Rican because I was born Puerto Rico, but I'm American. This is where uh, Hazel Roche was made, and this is where I'm going to die, loving America. We always, Puerto Rican is part of America, no matter what. It just, I was born in Puerto Rico, so that's why I say I'm proud Puerto Rican. But like Rick was saying, nine months is not enough. And going to your question that you say, they should go to a military, uh, I mean, to a jiu-jitsu or yeah. Imagine if they learned that. What's going to happen? Well, oh, I mean, like, you worse. know the refs? You know how, like, there's the worse. the referees have to learn how to disarm, you know, a chokehold. They're really going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, listen, I, 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 Rick was saying, well, if, yeah, I yeah, if, I, if I ever go out with Rick, right, and we have any problem, I'm going to point at Rick and say, take the white man first. But here's he what I'm saying, though. To know, to know, <laughs> like, the pressure points. Don't put your knee on the neck. Uh, don't don't do this. Don't do that. This is how you disarm yeah. this. That's that's Bro, why that's I bring this. The, it really is though. You don't need classes for that. You're just being a yeah. dick, which is he yeah, was, what it was, bro. You could tell he was having a bad day. The guy was probably fighting with his wife. You know um, that oh, that so the guy man. was probably having a bad day. He probably had a, a Hazel Roche or a slap for cash <laughs> fucking his wife. <laughs> And he found out about it. No, I'm just fucking around. But no, you could tell. You could tell he had so much animosity, and you could just tell he was frustrated. And he, and he took it out. He took it out on uh, uh, George. And it's disturbing, man. It's disturbing. It, it, it to me personally, I just look at it like to put your knee. On, I don't look at things as race because I'm not a racist. I have, like I said, I have friends of. All colors, man. I have all different walks. It's 2020. You know what I mean? It's 2020. This the whole world. Yeah, America's dude, a melting pot. You know, dude. I don't do that. I don't do that. If you're a good person and you're a true, you're like me and Hazel. We shoot the shit, man. We're we're real about stuff. We don't we don't have to lie. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a real motherfucker, 
you know, if you're a true person and we could just shoot the shit, we don't have to hide what we do or where we all got demons, bro. Nobody's fucking perfect. Let me say but this, you know though. what? Just keep it 100, motherfucker. And then, and, and I don't care what you are. If you're, you keep it 100, I'll fuck with you. I don't care if you're rich, poor, black, white, Asian, American, gay, fucking, you know, this guy, you're fucking jumping off the, I don't care, bro. As long as you're straight 100% to me. I, 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 I'm going to agree with something with you over there because I really like more white females than white guys. Because <laughs> I like more black females than black, the black guys. You know what I mean? I know you know where I'm coming from. I, I hope know, you feel yeah. the same way. I hope you feel, y'all feel the same way that the Latin lover feels. Oh, I love women. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't judge people, you know? But here, let me say this. I'm just joking. You know, if, if you, even in, like in fights, like we'll be at home and it'll be like, all right, that guy's choked out. The ref needs to step in. Just after yeah, a few yeah. seconds, few yeah. seconds, and oh, you bro. and we know, I mean, you know, as, as fighters or, or MMA media, we know the damage that can cause long term from just a few yeah. seconds of choking somebody. And they yeah. are trained for that. And they are trained for that. Exactly. I mean, here, here's the thing: you you, you get a guy in a, a rear naked choke or a guillotine, you knock him out um, within eight to ten seconds, six seconds. Bro, that guy's out. You could feel his whole body go limp. When you got somebody you're holding on to, you could feel because you're, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, okay, you get somebody in guillotine and you get them, you knock them out. You could feel their whole body go limp, bro. And so, and most of the yeah. times they'll even piss themselves as well. Like, you can feel yeah. all that going. You can, oh, man. It's, a, it's sad. And, oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad thing. And it, what's even, What's what's the crazy part is, man, like, uh, Hazel's over there, this poor guy, man, just beating COVID-19 and then coming home to literally, like, dynamite rolling down I want to know about that. I really want to know. Yeah. Everyone listening at home right now, Hazel, wants to know about this dynamite thing. We keep teasing it. Uh, you just you get home from the hospital. There's dynamite going off. Can you explain what you were doing that night? Or, uh, you know, what, what what is the story? Okay, so um, uh, like I was telling Greg, um, uh, you know, all the looting was going around, and you know, I know there was gonna be a lot of crazy people. They was doing home invasion in Philadelphia. But yeah. one night, I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom, like always. You know, I'm always shouting. You know, and I don't know where here. Boom! But and then I saw a spark. I'm talking about in the back of my house. I'm talking about the back of my house in the bathroom. But I got like a yard on the side. So they start shaking. Like literally 30 seconds after, boom, again. So my people start testing me. Yo, you heard this? Yeah, I heard it, but what the heck it is? Did they bring the army out? I thought they bring the National Guard because that's how I felt. So at the fourth one, everything stopped. I'm putting on the news. People was putting quarter dynamites to blow in the Mac machines. So they were blowing the bank machines and getting the money. Oh, oh shit! That is, yeah, that's right. So that's the, what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, that's what they were doing. They rap, They broke all the bank machine all around Philadelphia. Wells Fargo, uh, that Independence one, the one in the corner of my house, it was the Independence one. But I swear, that was a quarter dynamite, and that's that. My house, shit! Imagine if it would be a, a whole dynamite. Especially while you're on the toilet, of all things, like you know what I mean, like. <laughs> He just helped me. Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your daughter's I, I all dad. You okay there? <laughs> it's like a war zone over there. I don't know if I should scream, 
or I should uh, keep my calm because I don't want nobody to hear the real life. Like, ah! like, so like, what is it like where you're at, Eddie? Wait, what did you say, Slap? I said, you're in Connecticut, right? Hartford? Yes. Yep. New Which, Haven. Or, New Haven. New Haven. Okay. What's it like in New Haven? Oh, New Haven's calm. Well, New Haven, New Haven's pretty calm, but like I said, my mom's a nurse, so... You know, going to work, the highways are blocked off, there's protesters, they're ripping nurses out the car, like I said before. But you know what? There's stores that are boarding up. Uh, they're bit like, uh, I don't know if you guys have Eblins where you are, which is like, you know, our generation's fashion, or uh, mm -hmm. outside malls. Like we have uh, out in Clinton, which is about 30 minutes here from the city, uh, there, there's an outside mall. They close it down because they're afraid of looters. Everything's boarded up. I've never seen anything like that before. There's a there's a bunch of threats going on, but most importantly, you know, these aren't peaceful protests, and it makes me nervous of my mother who's trying to help people who are sick right now. Where yeah. I gotta text her every night, making sure she's getting to work fine because she agrees with what's going on right now, you know, and she's just trying to help. So it's not, it's scary. Man. Not only not only that, you got people that have COVID or yeah. are scared of the COVID. So what are they doing? They're they're wearing masks. So now you got a bunch of people running around with masks on. It's it's per, it's the purge, bro. It's the purge. This is, this is I, I said, man. Do you I'm guys? How do you guys protect yourself? Listen, let, let me start with the champ, then the slap. Somebody's yeah. breaking your house right now. There's a group of people breaking your house right now, champ. What are you going to do? How do you protect this? How do you protect your family? Are you prepared for that? And slap, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Close your eyes and imagine that right now. What are you going to do? We're in the middle of this interview. People are banging on the door. You, you, you hear more dynamite going off. What do you do right now? How do you react? Well, um, I got the, the, red, the, the, the red phone. You, you just know, go. The, Batman, the red phone. So as soon as I see something, I call the red phone. Uh, my house in here where I live at. You need to hang the heavyweight belt outside. Don't come in here. <laughs> Don't come here. You gotta get it. <laughs> you know what I said? I own, I own about six motorcycles. My only, my only thing was that they come, they try to come inside and take my motorcycle. Yeah. But what can I do? If there's thirty of them, a gun won't stop them. These guys are ready. Philadelphia is a tough place. Philadelphia, you know, you don't think they're gonna come over here and take your bikes, your car, whatever, without being prepared. They're yeah. not ready. So, so. Even if I can defend myself with any weapon, it's not going to stop them. I might end up there. So this is what I was thinking. As long as they don't get inside my house, let them sweep, sweep whatever they need. You understand? So um, uh, me, uh, because I live in the avenue, it's hard for them to come littering over here. You understand? Plus, there's a lot of you know people around that if they know they're coming over here, these people are going to step up. You know, a lot of people know, you know, so... I was I was just praying to God. I was just counting with God. I wasn't counting in, in trying to defend myself on everything. Just praying to God. You, you got to do what the Jewish do, where like uh, when you get married, you hang the uh, I think it's from the Bible or something, where you hang the the bloody bled, uh, bed sheets from the from your door. Just put the heavyweight belt there. You know what I mean? Well, like we're uh, safe. Go to the Eddie, next house. <laughs> well, Eddie, I, and now that it's funny, you saying you're from New Haven. My aunt lives in New Haven. Oh wow. Uh, um, she's uh. Uh, I don't. She used to live in the jungle. Oh, get! get they just closed the jungle across the street from the train station. <laughs> yeah, she used to live in the jungle. Now she moved to uh, oh is that exit A. I don't know. You I'm know, at exit eight Walmart. right now. I live at exit eight. Well, you know what's the Walmart? I think it's a Walmart. I'm living next to Walmart. 
Well, you know where the gas station at? The Four Corners where I grew up here in the city. Yes. Is he? By Taco Bell. Yes. She lived right there where the gas station at. You know, when you go inside the gas station, both of the gas stations are closed. She lived right over there. He might know her. I could I, I could put my I could point this camera out the window. You can see Walmart and all that shit right now. Well, I stood in the hotel. A little listen to this, Rick. I stood in the hotel in the I think it's the uh, what is it the, across uh, from Walmart? Not, no, yeah, yeah, the one across from Daisy, Daisy. I think told me, yo, that's the prostitute spot. Yes, I'm like, what? <laughs> there's I'm cars like, oh, there all no. points of the morning, and across the street yeah. from me, there's uh, ro uh, ro romantics where you can go and they have the jerk off booths, but you can go oh, back. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I live right over there, so I want to say this real fast. I sleep in the little apartment complex. I'm pretty sure you know what apartment complex I'm talking about. That is uh, uh, Quinnipiac Gardens. Qu Quinnipiac uh, Gardens. That's where I grew up. Right, right behind all that shit. Uh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so she lived over there. I went over there a couple of times, but I really honest, Rick. I'm from the city, so every time I go to Connecticut, I try to hang myself. The only thing I can go is to the little trucks. Eddie, you know what I'm talking about? The little trucks next to the beach? Yeah, oh, Long you... Wharf. You're talking about the Long Wharf taco trucks. Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> I go over there. Listen, you know what I literally do? I go to every single truck and grab a little thing. I can grab a slice of pizza from here. I, I want to try everything. They have they have oh. uh, lamb. They have cow brain, lamb brain. They have all that exotic stuff down there. And there's hundreds, or not hundreds, but there's at least 20 trucks down there. It's a crazy yeah, city. A lot of it's a so, crazy city. Um, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, I'm just saying. So every time I go to Connecticut, uh, when visit my aunt, that's that's my hangout spot. That the truck because they even my cousin, my cousin drive tow truck over there. He's like, listen, there's nothing for real. If you if you're not from here, you're gonna hang yourself. For people mm. that don't know what you're talking about when you say the jungle, there's different boroughs. Like there's New York, there's the hill, there's the jungle, there's Long Wharf, there's the Cove. There's uh, the annex. There's Fairhaven and Exit Eight. So when you brought up the jungle, that's a big <laughs> drug area that they literally closed yeah. down. That's a huge. That's what, you can see in one of my vlogs. Matter of fact, when I went to go cover World Series of Fighting on New Year's Eve, I did a vlog and I film across the street at the jungle. And I go, "That's a crack spot that they're shutting down right now." Like in the middle of my vlog, <laughs> yeah. I say that you can see everything. It's uh, it's bad. It was bad. So I, I got to visit the jungle when I was younger, and uh, I mean Connecticut is a beautiful place. It's just not for. I don't think Rick will last longer over there too either. You know, it's, it's not a spot where it's not a city where you know, I'm used to, to come out here and see people in the street. Uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know if I'd last. Hey! Listen, uh, listen, listen, it just, well, Philly, you wouldn't need that in Philly. You wouldn't need it in <laughs> So let me move uh, forward. I'm, I'm a crazy motherfucker, bro. I already put this in my mind, what, you know, that question you asked. Like, Perfect. You Perfect. A whole group of guys, you know, decided to come in. Bro, I already had – see, because the thing is, is a lot of people don't know They have my their work jobs. made out for them when they one come of, into one Slaps of, one of my I already put this in my mind because, you know, like like Hazel, he has two five-year-olds. I also have a five-year-old boy, and, um, you know, he has girls. I have a boy, and we have kids, man. And here's the thing. If you try to come in and take something from me or you try to take something – that's like taking um, – From a lion. From, yeah, I'm going to go crazy. And – 
uh, one of my jobs is private security. I'm a bodyguard for celebrities. Eddie, you know that. And um, um, a bodyguard for fighters. And Including I get paid some well. of the baddest men on the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah. Shout out 209. Uh, Shout out. Yep. I bodyguard some some pretty tough guys. And uh, if they hire me to be their bodyguard, I mean, that, that says a lot in my eyes. And Let I've, alone your own children. Yeah. So if I have to protect my son... You know, and, and I already put it in my mind. I already thought I was going to have to do this. So if I already had uh, multiple different um, scenarios, situations, yeah, put, played out just in case, because you need a game plan. Like if something like that happens and they're trying to harm you or harm your child, you need to know what you're going to do before it happens. Uh, you know, you don't want to you don't want to be thinking about it. Why it's going on. Like you want to be able to react fast. Exactly. And mind, you know, mental preparation and. I was prepared, man. Um, obviously, like working with stars and working with fighters, and um, I would say a good nine out of ten times that I work, I'm armed. So um, I have the right tools to take down a crowd if I had to. I wouldn't want to, but in a situation where it's me or them, my son needs me, man. And you're doing ill. You have ill intention towards me. Same thing. I already put it in my mind when they were pulling people out of cars. I'm like, yeah. dude, if they do yeah. that to me, I'm just going to keep going. You're prepared for it as run a over. security guard. You know, I'm you're expecting you that at all times. <laughs> like, gonna I'm going to be that one guy on CNN where the car didn't stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're prepared for that. You know, being around the people that you are or the people Here. that hire you, you're expecting yeah. that at any moment. Out of, Here's the thing, bro. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. Because there's a lot of people that listen to me and they like to do what I say. I'm not. I'm not telling you to go and drive through a peaceful That's crowd of fucking say. protesters. That's important to say. I'm so. not. Uh, you know, protesting is supposed to be peaceful. It's not supposed mm -hmm. to be people getting killed. It's not supposed to be for looting. It's not supposed to be to steal. It's not supposed to benefit you. You're supposed to be out there doing protesting against things that are going that are wrong. Mm -hmm. And when you start doing, like I said earlier, when you start. Um, stealing and killing and stabbing and fighting and shooting and burning down, burning down your neighborhood and all that crazy shit. I'm, I got, that's where I got to leave the situation. That's, that's, I just can't do that, bro. And that's why I didn't go out there because I knew what it was going to, I knew it wasn't just going to be peaceful protesting. I knew that because of the look, man, like people aren't getting money right now. People lost their jobs. And I knew there was gonna be a lot of pissed off people in those crowds waiting for some shit to go down so they could steal and do all the bad stuff. So that's the reason I wanted to, I wanted to be in the crowd. I wanted to protest yeah. too, bro, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be out there with friends. Hey man, let's go to the Apple store. Hey man, let's go get a Rolex. Hey man. I just, I can't be a part of that, man. And there's for many reasons. And the obvious reason is that I'm such a big dude that, you know, even with a mask on, it's still no. Like, you. It's slapper passing daddy long neck. They just got a fucking MacBook Pro, you know? <laughs> Yo, the guy's beating the door and backing, hey, come here. Yeah, they'll be like, no, hey, we want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd be the only. No, you're good. I'd be the only. Like, we'd be the only ones that are like. Like, we'd, be, we'd wind up like Jake Paul. Like, even little. Bro, even little Tekka, the fucking the rapper, bro. The rapper, he's a really good rap. He's a really good artist, dude. He was seen like he looked. I thought he was a little school. I th thought he was like a little tenth grade girl, 
Because he's like, I never seen what his body looked like. I just seen like his face, but it looked like a tenth grade girl trying to break into a. He hits the he hits the uh, the Nike store window with the big ass fucking uh, uh, metal stick. Pow! It doesn't even break or nothing, and he does it again. He'll start shaking looked, like a cartoon and shit. Like it, it looks so funny. So then, <laughs> then he goes to another area, and it just cuts off. And then all of a sudden, you see him running out with a bunch of shoes. And well, I'm like, something. Man. I'm sorry that I interrupted. But you think it's worth it? Go to jail for some sneakers? No. For for a laptop like they were doing. I mean, no. especially people that, that can afford it. I can understand you can afford it. I can understand, like, in my area, North Philly, you know, people struggle, like he was saying uh, at the first. Yeah. They don't have a job. I can understand them seeing the opportunity. Well, what the heck? Are they doing it? Why I can do it? When I was young, I would say the same thing. But you're a rapper. Jake Paul's brother... Is a is a, a, a millionaire. Like a, exactly, and they look at him like a like icon, like a good guy. Young like children want to be like him. Young children. Yeah, and, children. And I've been to Jake Paul's house, and I've been to Logan Paul's house. Jake Paul lives in a seven million dollar house, bro. He is not hurting. He has no business stealing anything. He has no business going and uh, setting a bad example. Did you hear why though? Uh, Did you hear what their excuse? What was it? I was I was watching Keemstar on uh, Drama Alert, which uh, I'm going to erase that part. And uh, <laughs> shout out uh, Slap for Cash. fucking loser. Slap for Cash, all turned out Drama Alert. Come on, period. Well, the name, so. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I tur- so I turned out a real quick story before Eddie explains it. I, t- I turned out, uh, there was this big feud that was, I went viral for like six weeks in a row. And that's around the time I met Eddie. And, uh, you know, Keemstar wanted to interview me on Drama Alert. He's got like two million uh, followers, and I was like, you know what? And back then, everybody was asking, "Dude, you can ask Eddie." Everybody was asking me for an I interview. I was blown away. I was like, "Wait!" And uh, and you know, Eddie, Eddie, he, he had his he had his thing going on before, and then he stopped for a while, and then he started back up. So when he started back up, I was like, "Man, you know, I could give this guy with two million followers." And back then, they were like calling me clout chaser and all this bullshit. And I was like, I could give a guy that has 2 million followers an interview right fucking now that wants to interview me. Or I could give this guy who's starting his brand up and who needs my help. Just being I don't real. Even know, I didn't even know him, bro. I didn't even know him. I talked to him on the phone for like five minutes just to kind of see where his mind was. And when I was leaving Evelyn's, matter of fact. Yeah. I, just felt, I just felt like a brotherly love. You know, I felt like if I'm going to give anybody a little bit of fucking, <laughs> a little bit of my clout and a little bit of my story... Why not give it to somebody? Because I didn't like Keemstar. They came at me fucking foul. Sideways. You know, and they, they, they just were rude. They were demanding because they had followers. They thought I was just going to go, oh, yeah, you could fucking treat me like shit and interview me. And so I turned them down. And uh, so I did it. I did the interview <clears throat> with Eddie instead of a drama alert. And we did it on Pure Evil MMA. And we did uh, we did about an hour show. And that was the first interview, man. And I just said, hey, dude, you know, I just turned down that drama alert. interview to be on this show and dude there were so many people that were shocked from that well picture picture like even tonight you called me on the first ring i was like slap whoop slap 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 and you know what i mean like you you like it's 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 it just shows so much about like who you are as a person when you hit me up for interviews like this because you're gonna get more out of this personally where you can be yourself and talk look how much fun we're having look how real we're being yeah 
I think that's send me. Uh, make sure you cash at me after this call. Eddie, I didn't want to bust his bubble, but he told me I can get you this interview, but you gotta hook me up with a fine Puerto Rican girl. When I go <laughs> yeah. So that was the deal. So that was over Fairhaven. Yeah. Get me, get me the show. <laughs> you know, exit eight Fairhaven. Yeah, all the Puerto Rican girls over here. I want that oh, one right there in the photo. That one in the no, photo right there. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Which one? Which the one? one closest to Eddie. That one. Eddie, which one is closest? Black hair. Listen. Yeah, listen, black, black hair. Puerto Rican and her. Yeah. Diana Christine Guzman. Who? Her name is Diana Christine Guzman. Oh, yeah. She's, she's like a, she's like a man, my manager. She's the one who makes sure oh. the level lover look good. She was in my fight carrying the belt. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That I said, she, she's the one. Uh, uh, um, like, That's the uh, one that I think you we, we're, we're friends or something. You you sent her like you, you told her about me. I think right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That is Diana. She yeah. Said, oh wow. Yeah. Listen, this this lady. Let me tell you, I love her to death. She when we're doing something, I sent you um the um the the magazine that's coming out that say hey so Rochelle she's with the magazine send me her ig so i can post it down below for people to follow as well okay yeah, yeah i definitely will I, We're I, gonna was link. To get her. I was trying to get her to be in the show but she right now in florida so i called her and she was in the times i said listen i'm not gonna have these people waiting but anyway Christine, she's the one who makes sure that i look like a pretty boy she's the one who put makeup she's the one that take my picture um She's like behind behind the scenes, making sure the girls don't bother me. They don't distract me. And she makes sure that the girls. Is that what you want, though? Like, is that what you want? You don't want to go. Yeah, she'd be like, "This is all about Hazel. This is not about y'all." Yes. You know, <laughs> she'd be like, "Oh, like she'd be sometimes acting like wifey. No, no, y'all ain't gonna distract them. You know, I mean, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. The picture, this. Uh, okay, Diana, listen, I'm not gonna argue with you. You understand? No, she's a really cool guy, a cool girl. Like female, I, I love her to death. Um. She always making sure that I look good. You understand everything. Yeah. Uh, makeup. She put makeup on me. I said, I don't need all this. I always get my female. She's like, yes, you do. You're and, gonna be on camera. And on top of it all, she's beautiful. And slap and slap yeah. wants her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So listen, it's not, it's not gonna go behind. Let me let me let me add her. No, oh, her nice. name, I believe her Instagram is Diana Christine Guzman, but she's more on Facebook. Yeah, I can find her on Facebook. She's really good. She actually an actor. She's an actor, she's a model, and she's a singer. So she got many talents. She's really cool. So she Hazel, sure. <laughs> yeah. Hazel, you got any fights coming up on Celebrity Hold Boxing? on, wait, 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 wait. Slap, that's perfect transition. Before we got about five minutes left, we're about the 90-minute mark, or actually over 90 minutes, uh, of this interview. This has been one of my favorite talks, like as friends. Like this yeah. is us sitting around the Thank poker you. table right now, basically. And I think this is important to bring out to the people out there so I really want to discuss something I thought was so weird that you two were discussing. You two are supposed to fight each other, or what? What? what what's up? What, what, what's planned for both of you guys? Because the celebrity boxing thing, slapping thing. What's going on? What's the next six months look like for both of you? Um, well, well, we talk about fighting each other, and then you know, I don't. Could I don't you think though? Could wanna... you? I, I honestly I honestly wouldn't want to fight him because I not like when I we first started talking about fighting each other, it was more like a thing where we really didn't know each other, you know. Okay. And now like there's times I talk to this dude more than uh, my mother, you know. And I'm you like, said you're on the I phone kinda, for him with an hour before this interview. 
Oh yeah, that's common. You know, like I talked to him for you know something. Well, I haven't talked to him uh, in about eight nine days, but today I talked to him for like an hour, and then today you know plus another what two hours for this interview. But you know now now he's kind of grown on me a little bit. He's more he's he's a he's a good friend, and I you know I wouldn't want to fight him because anybody I go in the ring with, I'm gonna have like pure fucking animosity, pure frustration. And you he, Hazel knows you have to yeah, have I was a, gonna say a, you, you 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 don't want to get hurt. But at the same time, you got to do the hurting. And I don't think I'd want to fight him. It, it started out that way. Like, you know, we kind of like joked around about. It's interesting. Well, we were going to fight each other and on celebrity boxing and stuff like that. But now, honestly, unless we got a healthy paycheck. <laughs> I, I, now, what I did talk about, I said what we should talk to Damon Feldman, uh, CEO of Celebrity Damon Boxing. About, is, I know him. Having, I know him very is, well. Is having like a five on five, five on five. Um, team like a red team versus blue team ooh, right ooh, ooh, ooh. and i and i talked about like being on hazel's team teaming up um, oh my like me and hazel and three other guys because hazel has a little group of uh well he has, he has where do i send people. my money where do i so, send my money for this hey so hazel has a group of uh fighters who he trains with in philly and i was thinking like if we could have a team like red team versus blue team on celebrity boxing i think that would be fucking awesome so that's what that's what i would like to do is actually be a part of um i like celebrity boxing because it's like a family over there but hold on listen to this idea slap what if Uh you know you get five guys blue team red team 10 guys all together whoever whichever team you know there's five guys five guys put them all on the ring at the same whoever gets the the three fights (laughs) wins gets the big jackpot the million dollar jackpot to split up between everybody that would be like the ultimate fighter in one night and that's what, what people if, tune in for. What if we had red team versus blue team and we just put everybody in the ring at one time? Yeah, Royal oh, Rumble. Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the I'll looters. Yeah. Bring in the looters. Come on. The looters. <laughs> Man, that's that's just, just, that was a good idea. Like, like, bro, you know, it just it frustrates me. Dude, for six days. I would turn my TV on, and I don't watch that much TV. I watch maybe 45 minutes an hour a day. I stopped watching fucking TV, dude, because I got tired of seeing, like, it went from the hear nothing about, where the fuck did COVID go? Yeah. Hey, we just went from, like, COVID, stay in your home. Now everybody's outside holding hands and touching. I don't even think it's, like, I, I, I know that COVID's real, obviously, because Hazel fucking had it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think it's – I don't think the numbers are as high as what they're saying. I think Hazel was in the wrong time, uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he just happened to maybe touch one of the girls and then touch his mouth or, or maybe eat something and didn't wash his hands. I think that's how he got it. And I, I think, always like this. Yeah. See, see I think I – think you know, or maybe you were in a gas station or whatever. You were just in a place and you just were unlucky, bro. Wrong place, wrong and, time. You know, the good part is, is you, you made it out because a lot of people died from that. But you made it out and, you know. 80% uh, chance of failure. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's so, what I That was mine. Yeah. And uh, I had three friends that died. Wow. Damn. I didn't even know that. You didn't yeah, tell us that. Friends. I put them on uh, my Facebook page. Before wow. or after you uh, had this? Yeah, I wow. had this, and they were calling me to for advice. 
and wow. I still really? have a conversation on Facebook, yeah. Oh my and god. A lot of people me for advice and I told them like what happened is and this is why I I know we got a lot of people or we're gonna have a lot of people watching. This is what I want you to know that the doctor didn't tell me. I didn't know until I came home. People don't die from COVID. People die from complication. Meaning, why I was going to die? Because I had pneumonia plus the COVID. It's like saying, you're going to play uh, Russian roulette or, and drink a, a bottle of gasoline. You're mm. going to die from one of them. You understand? Uh, why yeah, did you have your chances of surviving? If you drink uh, like chloride or gasoline. I'm, so that's why. And that's why a lot of people dying because they get complicated with pneumonia. But they don't want to say he died from pneumonia. They don't say he died from the COVID. You understand? So that's why it's, 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 it's hard and a lot of people is dying. Can you make a statement, uh, champ, to anybody out there that's going through this right now uh, to, to, stay, uh, to stay stronger? What are your words of advice Because since you've been through it, <clears throat> uh, if, if you could, champ? Okay, yeah, I definitely, um, it's going to take me a second, but I want to say it the right way. Um, I want to thank all the doctors and the nurses. Whether you believe it or not, the nurses is the one who take care of you most than the doctor. The doctor go five minutes every day. They become your friend. Just to tell you, yeah, boom, boom, boom. The nurses always, like, I'm a fat kid. They were bringing me all kind of food and everything. <laughs> So, <laughs> wait, hold on. What kind of food? What kind of food? Because that might be the tip to you know help you feel better. Okay, well, after the ten day, that that's when I start eating. So the nurses, that was like I didn't dare to ask them, but say, listen, do you have any snacks? Because mind you, you cannot buy anything. Your people cannot bring you food, yeah. so you depend on them. And you know why? I remember this night it was like ten o'clock, and I was real hungry. Real hungry. And I it was said, 225 I, for a Coca-Cola. <laughs> listen, listen, I went, I went, I went yeah. in, I went into the hospital 252 and I came out looking like a Kensington cracker. Really? I lost 30 pounds in 14 days. If you see me, you wouldn't recognize me. I'm fat now. I'm like, like a dolphin. So um, you know, um, they bring me a big plate of like three chicken breasts, some black beans, and some black rice. I never ate that, but that was delicious. If it was, if it was not, I would have thrown it away. But that night, it was delicious. I was like, man, uh, I love it. So, so my, 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 what I can tell people that is going through this, um, you gotta have faith in God. If you don't got faith in God, if you don't pray every night, if you don't ask God, there's nothing that can help you because you know what? The first thing you lose over there is your self-conscious confidence. Confidence. I'm sorry. Because people tell you, oh, you're going to die at 20%. So, you know what I mean? You need a I'm higher power like, to believe in, no yeah. matter what it is. So you had mm -hmm. the three friends that died that you knew. Did they hit you up? Why? They they contacted you why you had it? Yeah. While, while he was in the hospital, I still got the conversation on Facebook. He FaceTiming, and this is all he was doing. So I was trying to give him, like, words about, like, we, just, we talked on the camera for, like, 30 minutes. But it, all he was doing it was this, because he got it through the mouth. So, um, man, when I find out he, this guy specifically, he was a great guy. He always was trying to make joke videos, like TikTok, making people. And when he died, it was devastating. Like good people is dying. Good who? who, who dying. The guy was just what was he a fighter too, or was he an actor? No, 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 no. He, 
He was just a friend from the neighborhood, you know, a friend oh, from the neighborhood. My. A guy that you always see him every day because he's doing something funny, putting tea, uh, you know, doing stuff funny just to make people happy. Positive energy. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so by him dying, um, like five days after talking to me, it was hard. Because I was telling him, pray to God, man, you're going to be okay. You see how it came What up? went through yeah, your mind, champ? What went through your mind, champ? Because uh, when those moments happened, not just once, twice, but three times, you said. Well, what what I said? What, what was God. going through your mind? Thank you, God. I, I mean, he's nothing powerful than the Lord. He, he um, I'm not a big, I, I don't go to church, um, but I believe in... God, and I believe everything I do, it will come back just like the literary. Them people who did that bad, it's going to come back to them. Yeah. There's, there's a God over there that is watching everything you do. So if I come today, and this is the way I look at it, I'm Rick. Rick has been like a, my biggest supporter right now after I came out of there. He's trying to help me to be the best. But, you know, like, I, I can't, you know, I don't... But if I come back and... And I step my game up because of him. And then I go like this, turn my back to him. God is going to do the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. You understand? So you got to appreciate and grateful and never turn the, the back or cut the hand that he's feeding. Hashtag, hashtag Team Red for uh, Celebrity Box. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Come on. Come on. Hit that. Team Red. Uh -huh. Going back to that. I'm sorry. But going back to that. So Rick saw me coming out of the hospital. He saw I got the goal. He said, fuck that. I got me a Puerto Rican. I got to knock this motherfucker out with one punch. Uh, <laughs> imagine for a second. Let's end with this. Let's put this picture in everyone's mind to promote it. And let's yeah. pick a hashtag. Slap, I'm going to put this to you at the end of what I just said. Imagine celebrity boxing coming back with a COVID fighter celebrity who survived this, who has a story that's coming back with a viral sensation, who's known for his slaps on the same team as him. Come on, who, who? What's better than that? People are gonna pay for that. People are gonna, oh, yeah. businesses are gonna want to promote that. Get their business on there. Let's make this happen. Slap. What is the hashtag people should use to promote this and tag David Feldman? Um, well, David Feldman is bare knuckle, <coughs> and then Damon Feldman is Damon. his brother. Oh wow, he, really? The bohead, the bohead guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so Damon Damon Feldman is celebrity boxing. The guy David that Feldman flew out bare to you. Boxing. The guy who flew out to you on your Instagram, correct? The guy that, that, that I talked to is is Damon. Damon Feldman. I get it now. And, I understand. And, now. And, and this is how me and Hazel are, this is why me and Hazel are, are like brothers because uh, Hazel is a part of celebrity boxing. And I wanted to go after one of the belts. <clears throat> so we oh, jumped around oh, oh. for a while. Yeah, and so the belt I actually want to go after is super heavyweight um, champion, and uh, I'm actually preparing now for to yes. take that belt over. Let's go! And I want to be uh, I want to be the super heavyweight champ. And me and me and Hazel have already talked about this. He's like that guys. Yeah, I want to be up there with okay. him, and I want to be. Uh, not only do I want to be, I'm going to be. I'm going to be the uh, super heavyweight celebrity boxing champion. And uh, me and Hazel are going to run this motherfucker up into the sky and show, <laughs> show Damon how to run this business. And, yeah. you know, we're going to bring a lot of attention and we're going to sell seats. We're going to do things and uh, a lot of people meet, meet a lot of good people. And I'm going to uh, help help Hazel get his social media uh, booming a little bit. And yeah, it's going to be great, man. And it's 
this is a family. It's a family and a, a, an inspiration. A, this is I'm glad to be a part of, you know, just training and, and being in shape mentally and physically. I feel like, you know, you got to have those friends who are pushing you and yes. checking up on you and like, Hey man, do an extra 10 minutes, do an extra yes. 20 minutes, do it, do an extra round on, on, um, on, on pads or an extra round on heavy bag. And I know, uh, working with Hazel, um, that's possible. So, um, I just, you know, it's, a. Uh, I'm just glad and, and, and I'm thankful to God too because I'm a part of so many different groups, dude, of people and that accept me with open arms. They don't even question it. They I want to watch this have... go down tomorrow. Like I, I, I'd pay $100 to watch this go down tomorrow. Team Blue versus Team Red. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm so, so, so I got a team, up. Eddie. I got a team called the TWT. I was telling mom. Yeah. Gary um, um, has Rick, a team. Yeah, yeah, I had a team called the TWT. So you know how Mayweather got... The money the team. The money team. Yeah, yeah. So, so my is TWT, the winning team. The winning team. So you guys the already have money, people picked out. Winning. You guys already have people picked out. That would be because I feel like he wants to be the super heavyweight champ. You're the heavyweight champ. We need two more weight classes. So yeah, we got we got a guy named the Fearless that he's upcoming. He's going to be fighting in the light heavyweight. I mean, there's there's so so much opportunity in celebrity boxing that he's opening more belts. And more stuff, and I just wanna, I just wanna have people where when we go, like I feel love when I fight in Florida. People love me. People love that Latin, Latin lover. I got a character, you know. Who don't like boxing yes. and females? <laughs> I mean, who don't like boxing? And females? I bring everything in the ring. I bring the boxing and I bring the females. So you know what I mean? It's something that everybody, when I when I'm gonna go and fight, actually I was the, the main event. I, I was the last fight, co-main event or main event. Usually the last fight. Of the, in the last one, and nobody moved the, the, from the chair until the Latin lover came out. <laughs> so actually, so you know, and that's that's another thing. Um, when I do fight on Celebrity Boxing, I'm gonna have Hazel in my corner. So uh, you know, this is this is my my partner right here, and uh, he's gonna be in my corner. And when I'm whooping that ass, so whoever has the belt, we're gonna, <laughs> gonna have to get. I, I mean, if I was the guy with the belt right now, I would go, <laughs> "Hey, Mr. Royce." Slap for cash. Just imagine, though. Just imagine just, slap just for cash. Just take it, bro. Just take the fucking belt. I don't want it. Just You can have the belt, okay? Mr. <laughs> cash, here's my bitches, and here's the belt. You know, you and Hazel have a good time. Yeah, slap. You need, a poster, like, you need a poster like the heavyweight champ. You need something like that now. Something like Come on. Something like that. Yeah. You need something like that. You know what so make listen. That, you know what make that photo be- You know what make that photo better, Hazel? What? If I was if you? I was in the chair next to you with like ten more bitches, yeah, and the, <laughs> and the three other team members, the the blue team, hashtag blue team. So listen, what do what do our listeners of tonight's podcast have to do to make this all happen? Because this sounds exciting. This sounds more exciting than anything I want to watch on TV. I want to watch this tomorrow. What do our fans need to do? Or not our fans? Excuse me, our supporters and and fans need to <clears throat> well, do. Well, right make now this I'm in talks. Well, you know, I, I talk more obviously with Hazel than I do with Damon, but it's in the works. Uh, me and Damon, we got, we, we we've been talking, and um, it's it's more or less a thing where you know I have almost three hundred thousand people following me on IG. Uh, um, I got got a big following on TikTok. Yeah, you 000. do, bro. I have, <laughs> I have, um, you know, I work with big names. I bodyguard for big names, and um, I have a lot, a lot of supporters and fans. Slap and wait, slap, slap. It's, it's a th- 
You need to get Logan involved. Maybe not to fight you, but to, to do something. Get on something like that. Yeah. Team up. You got the, thing with Logan, the, thing, the thing with Logan is he, he he's he's just scared, he's bro. Shook. He bro, we all know. He sees, we all know. He, he shook. Hazel, Hazel don't know this because Eddie, Eddie knows the oh, full down from a year ago. Hazel doesn't no. know. Hazel, I showed up to this. <laughs> Hazel, I showed up to this man's house, just me oh and my, my boxing God. trainer, and he had like twenty people there. Saying that he was overseas and shit. <laughs> oh my God, Hazel, Hazel, I just showed up to this house, banging on the fucking front door, like I'm here. Let's go. Let's oh, do that this. Because he's got. He's Hazel. Hazel. He's got a ring in his in his backyard. He's got a boxing ring in his backyard. So he said he wanted to box me. He told. He made a video. Ask Eddie. He made a video and said, "Come to L.A. I'll rip your fucking head yes, off." Yes, he did. So I came to L.A. I went to L.A. Wow. with my, my team, my boxing team, and I showed up at his front at the front uh the front gate. Hey, you guys there? Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm here. But yeah, he wants to yeah, box so, pussies so, like KSI, but not you. Yeah, so he said he said to show up, and I showed up, man. And when I showed up, I showed up with one cameraman and my boxing trainer. That's it. And my boxing trainer, I, I so I started I started hitting mitts in, in front of his front front house front in the driveway, house. bro. And then, in the driveway, bro. Wow. And then and then he didn't want to fight me. Yo, he, he said he was fight. in like Europe or something that he he was, but yet Slap says that he was inside, inside the house. He was in the backyard. His dog <laughs> got loose, and I seen him in the backyard. So Shook, I started bro. laughing. So, but, so then I was bodyguarding. Yes. So then I was doing a bodyguard job for my buddy who fights UFC, uh, Nick Diaz. I was watching his back because uh, Nick has a lot of problems when he goes watch UFC. He has a lot of enemies like um, Khabib and big names who have potentially could try to hit him and uh, try to attack him. You know, it's happened before. So he asked me to watch his back that night. I said, fuck it. Yeah, let's roll. I love this shit. So as we're going into the back, as we're going into the uh, VIP section in the back of the UFC T-Mobile arena, there's a spot where all the fighters and celebrities walk through. We go to walk through there. Nick, Nick kind of, he, you know, nudges me. And I'm like, all right, bro. And he's like, look over there. Look over. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's Logan Paul. I go, and hey, he, he looked white as a ghost. Hey. This was Logan Paul. White as a ghost. White as a ghost. Yeah. So shook. <laughs> There's Logan. Hey, I slap. Hey, hey, Nick's like, don't. Nick Nick didn't want no problems. But I was like, because Nick, Nick's crazy. He'll you really know. fight. So, you know, I go, I go, I go, Logan. I go, come here, motherfucker. And, uh, you know. It sparked a conversation, and Logan actually said, "You yeah, know, come over to my house, man, and we can we'll get we'll do this." I'm like, bro, in my in my mind, if if he really wanted to fight me, he would have fought me. Exactly. So, life moves on. You know, life moves on. It, it's I don't want to take away from the show from my fans and supporters who deserve to see entertainment, and that's what I am, and that's what Hazel is. We are entertainers, and we are born to entertain. Now, this little fucking Barbie doll looking kid don't want to be in entertainment business. He wants to fight people. He thinks he can 100% win. The kid's like 0-1 anyway. He ran away. But he hey, ran bro, away bro. when you said, it's uh, my turn now. When you yeah, went, it's, it's my, my turn, turn now, he ran around the trampoline yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, here's the thing, bro. 
I'm not going to take away from the fans and supporters of Slap for Cash who deserve to see a show. I'm going to go through, and you know, if we can't find a celebrity or an um, entertainer or influencer to fight me, then we'll we'll move down the ladder and we'll give the people what they deserve. They deserve a fucking show. To the next shook ghosts. Yeah, you know, listen, Logan Paul. Logan Paul shook, man. He he has nightmares about you. Yeah, I saw a video. He has about four dream catchers after that incident where uh, you and him ran into each other. He's got uh, dream catchers up. He's having nightmares about you. He wants nothing to do with you. I know. I know. I already knew, bro. I already knew. And I don't blame him because when, like, keep in mind, you know, like I was watching it. I was watching a fight of the old UFC, and they had like a 500-pound gorilla fighting a, yes. like a crazy-ass, like, six-degree First fight UFC won, kicks his tooth out. And, and check this out. This guy who, who he was fighting – he was fighting a 200-pound man. The guy was 500 pounds. He didn't really – he was a sumo wrestler. He had no fighting experience at all. And that guy had such a hard time with that 500-pound man. It was because of his massive size. So I already know, bro. You're talking about I'm not Leopold. worried about this kid at all because he has, he has boxing experience, but he never gone against a big man who can hit hard. Keep in mind, like I can bench press exactly. 500 pounds. And Slap, you know, you've been getting into different. a lot of you've been getting into shape too. I've watched the transformation of even yeah. just your face from the last couple of videos, uh, getting into shape. Yeah. And uh, this shit's about to go down. We need to make this happen. We need to have hashtag Team Blue going on for celebrity boxing, guys. Team where can Blue. people find you on social media? Let's let's end this interview off with a bang. I think that's the perfect way to do this celebrity boxing money to be made uh, because I want to watch yeah. this right now. Hazel, give them your, uh, Hazel can okay. be found on, uh, where can you be, where, where can the people find you, Hazel? We lost Hazel. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. We got yeah, you back. Don't... Okay. Okay. So, okay. Y'all can, find... can you hear me now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um. We y'all can find me on Instagram at Hazel the Latin Lover Roche. Y'all can find me on Facebook at Hazel Roche. Um, those are the only two uh, media I got. I don't have no Twitter. I don't have no TikTok. That's Roche. R O C H E. Yeah, R O C H E. Hazel Roche. Uh, or Hazel the Latin Lover Roche in Instagram, which, um, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to say like Damon told me the promoter. You know, I went through a bad thing with COVID, but it's helping me to people who get to know me more, who I am. And now with the help of Rick Rick Royce, like I told everybody, I mean, God is good. God put Rick Royce yeah, in my yeah. way for something. You I understand? And I, you got to appreciate it. Um, like I told everybody, I'm the celebrity boxing heavyweight champ. Uh, again, but this don't mean nothing. I'm a human being. So this, yeah. like I was telling you, I never carry this because I don't want nobody to think that I'm, oh, look, hit him because he's walking with the bell. He's the shit. No, I'm a human being. I'm just as the same loser that goes in celebrity boxing and lose. Loser, that they're not a loser, but when they lose, I'm over there in the corner saying, listen, don't worry. You will have a better chance. And this is why I want everybody to, to remember me. I'm not, I'm not nobody. I'm not no special. I'm the celebrity boxing every champ. Also, so you know, I work in the Creed 2 movie. I had a little scene in, in the Creed 2 movie. I do modeling, and I do. I came out in a couple of music videos. So I, I'm in that acting. It just shot. 
opinion because a lot of people want to see more. And if y'all got a chance, go and check a day, a day in the life of the Latin lover, Hazel Roche. It's a documentary that um my friends from MBK Vision did. And you're going to love it. You're going to see all the females. I'll post the link down below. I'll post the link down hey. below. Hey, Eddie. Yeah. Also, Eddie, did you um did you receive the CD? The CD? CDs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Here you go. Here you go. Houston you you. Alexander did the same thing to me the other day. <laughs> hey, so me and me and Hazel has me and Hazel have this thing that we do at the end of all of our conversations that we have with people. And uh I'm always getting somebody, huh, Hazel? Houston Alexander got me the other day bad. The, the UFC he got my Rollins. He got my UFC vet. Listen, I'm sorry. I want to give a shout out to, to my to my manager on MBK Vision. Morales! That's he got with the CD. We got, he was talking Morales, great guy. He's a CEO of MBK Vision. Um, um, the fearless one. He's one of my teammates. And that guy, really nice guy. Uh, white guy. I don't know. He told me, he gave me the white privilege. When we go out, I go out with him, I get the white privilege. We're always joking around. Team Titus, all, all the people from MBK Vision that always you understand. So I want to give a big shout out to MBK Vision, just like I did to Diana. And all my friends, all my supporters, you know, I want to say I love them. And it's been good. Thank God that you survived that. I think you're such an inspiration and I, I wasn't expecting this call at all, and I'm so happy that we did it within 90 minutes. This is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. This was not just a podcast. This was a conversation. Not just a, a conversation, but an inspiration. And I want to thank both you thank and you. Slap for this opportunity to do this, to spread this to thousands of people out there. Because uh, it, it's always good to feel like you're a part of something. And I feel like we did something to make everybody feel more comfortable at home tonight, <coughs> to yeah. make sure everything's okay and uh you know, just keep the right state of mind. And we have something to look forward to with Team Blue. Hashtag Team Blue. Yeah. And, and you know, guys, uh, at, the end of, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's it might not be great. And there might be a lot of bad things going on in the country. And they're, you know, they're at the, when, when you, when you, when it's your turn to go, you have to go. And with that being said, don't be influenced by all these people who are doing ill things, have ill intentions. Um, at the end of the day, when you got to go, you got to go and you're either going to go up or you're going to go down. I don't want to be the guy that's going up. And, you know, and I, I want you all to everybody who's watching this. I want you to keep that in mind that you have you have a, a chance to do the right thing out there. And, yeah, I know it's hard and I know you might not have a job and you might be trying to hustle. But if you do bad, bad's going to come around. If you do good, good's going to come to you. So. I just want to leave people with that because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of chances to do bad things right now, and um, you know I, I really would like to see some good for a change. I'm tired of seeing negative. I'm tired of seeing evil, and uh, it's just so much fucking evil going on right now, bro. It's fucking scary, you know. But not enough yeah. pure evil MMA going around right now. Yeah, actually, <laughs> well, they're, two they're things about I want to say. Minutes of it now. Two things I want to say before we go. I want to answer the question you asked me about celebrity boxing, and I want everybody to know too that um, um, I got a lot of records on celebrity boxing. Like I'm the first Latino in winning the belt in celebrity wow. boxing. Yeah, I'm the first. I'm um, for the.
Actually, that will be my next time I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to fly to Bahamas, which I love that idea. I love that, love that too. It was supposed to be one in July 18 in, in Atlantic City. It, will be, it was supposed to be the Latin, the coming back from the Latin level. To the, but I don't think it's going to happen because the, the state, you know, the, the, the country is still closed. But October 18, uh, 14 or 18 is going to be in Bahamas. And bet that the Latin love is gonna be over there with his crew. We will give all the we'll give all the updates, all the tags down below here. Slap champ, thank you guys so much. This is one of my favorite talks ever. And we gotta check up again uh when we get yeah. this all set up and uh, in the works. So I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Alright guys thank you so much. Have a great night everybody. God bless. There you guys go. Slap for cash and the champ checking in with us here guys that was a legit talk that was the realest stuff i've ever uh, talked about on this podcast very comfortable but now i'm gonna get some feedback on my girlfriend upstairs she's been waiting for me uh so i gotta go make sure i keep her happy so you guys know what it is i'm evil lady from pure evil and may remember without evil there's no purity white knuckles to the end behave yourselves